Hey, TRB fans, this episode is brought to you by Star Wars Card Trader by Topps Digital Collectibles app. Collect and trade digital collectibles, including new weekly exclusive Mandalorian episodic content. Download the app and relive the entire Star Wars saga from 1977's A New Hope to Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker, on your quest to collect your favorite heroes, villains, weapons, spacecraft, and more. The Tops app brings your Star Wars collection to life with a fun thematic user experience, in-app features like Workbench, a collectible trade-in function, ability to trade 24-7, set wish and trade lists so others can know which collectibles are on your radar, and set a completion tracker to monitor all your progress. To celebrate Episode 9's premiere later this month, the app recently launched a brand new Kylo Ren-inspired aptly titled set called I'll Show You the Dark Side which includes amazing types of never-before-seen collectibles. Star Wars Card Trader by Topps is available worldwide for free download and can be found in both the iTunes App Store or Google Play Store. Rise of Skywalker comes out 10 days from today in theaters. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. How are you? I'm on more medication than Luke Skywalker after his attack from the Wampa. (laughs) But we're going to get through it today because that's what we do. Um, Just a little under the weather, but I am getting through it because I'm super psyched about the Rise of Skywalker, talking about Mm -hmm. it, what we have in store for you today. There's been obviously a lot of news a lot of interviews, a lot of the same quotes and comments and answers, uh, snippets, articles, clickbait, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to try to bring up things that may not have made it to the surface uh, for a little bit of a change of pace in the Resistance Report later. With me, as always, James and Lacey. Guys, we are 10 days away from the Rise of Skywalker. We are 10 days away from James Bainey smashing pies in the faces of me <laughs> and Lacey. Mm-hmm. How are you guys? Um are, are you ready? I know Thursday we're going to give our final predictions of the movie, but uh, are you ready for this movie to come out, or do you feel like um, you're not ready because then what happens after? It's all over. Mm, I'm definitely ready. I It's kind of <laughs> one of those things where I feel like it's this weekend, and I felt that way for the past you know a uh, couple weeks now. Like as if it's right around the corner and then you actually do the math. You're like, no, it's still like a month away, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I know now we're talking, we're 10 days away. So it kind of, in some ways is next weekend, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's definitely a, a weird experience, especially um, I don't know if you guys know or not. I'm not in my normal spot. Um, so while I'm walking around, uh, here in Los Angeles, it, uh, there's posters like everywhere. It's kind of one of those things you probably don't usually see in your hometown. You see it online, but I'm walking around here and, um, I just, I went to a movie the other day and they put like every one of the movie posters, like on this visual screen. I actually forgot to share it. I'll share it sometime, but (laughs) yeah, it just looks awesome. And a lot of like billboards and all that kind of stuff too, right? Yeah, and just like random stuff, like you'll just see things. I mean, movie the movie are movies are kind of like that in general too. It's like for your consideration, look at this poster, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that too. Lacey, are you ready to cry? No, why would you say that? Happy cry, <laughs> happy cry, because it's love not going to be so happy. Much. There's not huh. going to be happy crying. Huh. It's definitely going to be sad. One last no, look at I've, my friends. I take that back. It'll probably be a little happy, but yeah. am I ready to cry? No, I don't want to cry, but I have a lot of stuff to get done before the premiere of this movie, <laughs> so I'm just like, anxiety is high. Right, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't believe it's only 10 days away. It's uh, it's insane to think about that. It really, if you think about it in certain ways, you know, we're, we just saw the first teaser of star wars coming back and here we are in this trilogy is done and it's only 10 days away and that's 
insane to me. It really is how time flies. Right. And I feel like as you get older, time flies even quicker. Um, but James, um, uh, for, for those of our patrons who are admirals or generals, they got a, a good, nice 45 minute chunk breakdown of your uh, experience being in L.A. at the mm-hmm. Global Press Conference, talking to Chris Terrio and Michelle Regwan, who's the head of live action. Um, I know you didn't get to slip her a Make Solo 2 Happen card, but, you know, we're still working on that. But just briefly. Actually, for, John. Uh-oh. No, I sort of did. <laughs> so here's so here's the deal. I know I'm jumping the gun here a little bit on you, John. But uh, there was a confrontation that happened, not a confrontation, a, 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 a small uh, conversation, if you will, that I hadn't told you guys about because I wanted to do it on the show. <laughs> John is about to lose his mind. <laughs> Go ahead, James. So... Um, for people that don't know, I was, I went to the global press conference and there was, you know, the, the main press conference, it was kind of a press junket as well. And then a side thing that I did was I sat down with, uh, Chris Terrio and Michelle Rejwan and Michelle Rejwan is the, uh, producer on the film, but she's also the senior vice president of live action development and production at Lucasfilm. So when all things were wrapped up in no official capacity, I was sitting next to her and she was standing up. I was wearing my Make Solo 2 Happen shirt and I said, hey, just a quick question. I wanted to know if you have heard of this or or are aware of this. And she was like, totally, totally, like, absolutely we're aware of it. Absolutely. We know that. We we love it. (laughs) And, uh, and we were, we're really happy with that film. So we're glad to see that people are embracing that particular film and, and all that. And then she asked if she could take a picture of it and send it to her friend. And so I was like, absolutely. Right. And I was like, Kathy, is her friend's name Kathy? So, so there's more. Well, you just cured John's diseases. All of his well, sickness yeah. is now gone. We're not podcasting. This is the end. This is the end of this. It's over. I think I think you're you're making it bigger than it is, but I okay. will say later uh, just randomly because people don't know her as much. She was walking around and I and it was like kind of a, uh, as things were ending up or wrapping up. So I approached her again and I said, "Hey, did you did your friend like the shirt?" And she said, "Oh, I haven't sent him to him yet, but uh, I know he's gonna love it." And yeah. uh, she told me that her friend was John Caston. Wow. So. <laughs> I know, I know John Casanardi. We know John Casanardi yeah. is aware of the, the movement. So it wasn't like Kathleen Kennedy or something like that. But it was cool that that may be like the third or fourth time he's come across that <laughs> particular shirt that I wear. But dude, you know. More importantly, the head of live action development yeah, no, no, and no, production. No. Yeah, totally. Said we're fully aware of the movement. She yep. loves it. And uh, we're really glad, glad that we're, we're really proud of Solo and we're glad that fans are doing this. Yeah. Uh, didn't you talk to someone else too from Make Solo? Oh, yeah, that's true too. Um, as they were walking off the stage, because I was wearing the Make Solo 2 Happen shirt, uh, I, I walked over to where they were walking off and I said, Jonas. And then he looks over and I said, I got my make solo to happen shirt on. And he, and he broke the line and came over to talk to me, uh, uh, shook his hand. Um, he, I mean, it was a real quick, it wasn't anything like the Michelle Rejwan thing, but, um, it was just a real quick thing, you know, Hey, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're big supporters. We'd love to see a second one. And and he was like, yeah, me too. It'd be really cool. And then we just kind of parted ways. Congratulations on the film. And that was it. I know you forgot. You should have said, how does baby Baca like his shirt? We sent him. Oh yeah, I did. Forget. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. then you would have like forget. put it together, put, but... put the two together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All good. That's wow. so cool, dude. Way and to this is us. this is not uh, an act. James did not tell us this before. We, were <laughs> we had no so. idea. Yeah. So we're way past the notes already. <laughs> yeah, there are no notes for that. Um, <laughs> wow. No, I mean that. I guess um, 
you have a, a video that you had put together for your experience. Um, I know we got to get podcasting here, so um, yeah. they can check out your video coverage uh, on mm-hmm. our YouTube channel. So if you're watching it, it's right on the channel here. Go to the videos. Um, and also, uh, we took all of James' live tweets that he did from Star Wars Newsnet's account and put them together in articles. So at Star Wars Newsnet, you can get uh, a full uh, transcribed breakdown of the press conference, the um, the roundtable uh, with Terry and Rejwan before his uh, direct encounter about Make Solo 2 <laughs> happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, check that out. And they uh, also answered, uh, Terry answered one of your questions, which a lot of people were wondering about with this regime working with the story group. And he had said uh, something pretty revealing that uh, there was a lot of interaction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, long story short, just said that, you know, he was frequently on the phone with Pablo and they had a relationship uh, uh, where he would say, hey, how did this go down? Uh, you know, I want to reference this thing. Has this word ever been used? I, I kind of was thinking about using this word um, and just a lot of things with with Easter eggs as far as his own personal Easter eggs from things he's worked on before, as well as Easter eggs um, that fans of the franchise are going to really love. Um, and the cool thing was is him saying that uh, – he had that relationship with Pablo to the extent of saying, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? And Pablo would be like, that's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Can you picture it's Pablo like in a bar with an ale in one hand, just thumbing through his phone. Like, Oh, it's Chris again. What does he want? Oh yeah. That, uh, I don't know if the (laughs) Kowakian monkey lizard works in that scene. Nah. Uh, bartender, he g- give me another uh, IPA. Thanks. He, he goes kind back to of, sketching uh, Transformers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he did kind of allude to um, the story group in general. Um, I don't know. I may be putting words in his mouth here, but they don't usually like are, are super positive about stuff. The the When you know it's a good thing is when they don't hate it. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, if they write back and they say they hate it, don't go with it. And if they uh, don't answer, they're just kind of like, you know, well, yeah, okay. You know, that's right. when you know you are uh, on the right track and you're clear to go. Well, mm-hmm. you, it sounded like you had a good time. Uh, did you, do you feel like you had a better experience than when you went for The Last Jedi? You're more experienced with it and you probably knew more people. So I would assume yes, but overall, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, not only I think we're they were a little more open with us too. Like I think like we didn't have the ability to sit down with any creatives uh, the first time, and this time we got that. Um, and the other thing too is yeah, I just didn't know anybody going in the first time, and this time I had a lot of uh, uh, acquaintances and and people that I could uh, converse with and share Very things cool. with, and yeah. So it was it was a great experience, and thanks to Star Wars Newsnet, you know, for sending me. Yeah. Thanks, Val. And yeah, thanks, Val, and thanks uh, Disney and Lucasfilm for absolutely um, for inviting us and and uh, it's awesome. That is awesome. And the last thing to say about it, like Lacey, you know a lot about what relationships mean. Not that you are in the film industry or anything, but you've been around conventions and that sort of thing. The fact that Michelle Regwan considers John Kazan a friend and that they talk and sort of thing—that's a good sign to me. Yeah, definitely a good sign. That means he's working on something with her. Because why yeah. would she call him a friend? Right. And I mean, he, he seems really cool. I'd love to be friends with John Kasdan. But John, John I, I mean, think he's also. not he, he's not Lawrence Kasdan, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, you know, he I was know, involved. I picked him as one of my top yeah, I, you did. people. He was involved with the indie project at one time. I don't know if he's still attached. There are rumors that sure. he's potentially working on the Willow thing, uh, follow mm-hmm. up for Disney Plus. So. Uh, I don't know, guys. Like we said, we don't know. Well, we may not ever know, but that's not a bad sign. It's so. still mm-hmm. exciting that she even said anything because she could have said, I don't know, or just walked away. But really? The fact that mm-hmm. she took a photo and was like, oh, I'm going to send this to someone. Like, Yeah, she's like, can I, can, can I get a photo of this? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> You're like, sure, here's my yeah. chest. <laughs> the only two people left who haven't acknowledged it and said it's they love it or it's great are Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy. So we have two to go. Come on, Uncle Bob. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, um, maybe eventually we'll get to talk may- to them about it. Maybe mm-hmm. eventually. That'd be very cool. Um, we'll anyway, stay paths. tuned. Hashtag makes all two happen. Uh, and stay tuned for more news on the movement in 2020. We got you. All right, guys. Um, <laughs> the last, last thing I want to do is 
Uh, today is the final day you can enter the Prize of Skywalker Challenge. Um, so go to the link in the description of our episode here. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, it's also on our YouTube, uh, on our Twitter account and on Star Wars Newsnet. And if you can't find it, just email us resistancebroadcast at gmail.com. We'll give you the link or tweet at us at RBATSWNN and we'll send you the link because today is the last day to enter. So good luck to everybody. This is a great prize package and um, away we go. Uh, 10 Mm -hmm. days away. Speaking of 10 days away, though, it is time to get into the news. James, you are in L.A., but you still are the captain of the Resistance Report. (laughs) What is going on this week? It's the Resistance. Everything, John. Everything is happening this week. (laughs) Um, I don't know if anybody's paying attention, but you pretty much... You can't open your phone without seeing something new. Um, It's pretty much impossible. Uh, You could be watching a commercial for McDonald's, you know, or something. (laughs) And it's all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, I kind of didn't want to see that Um, Mm -hmm. because it's literally everywhere. Um, So the thing is, is there's so much to talk about um, that we kind of just wanted to focus on maybe a couple things. John talked a little bit about this earlier, but like maybe a couple things that maybe went under the radar. And I know everybody's thinking, what was that McDonald's thing? <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but, uh, one of the things that, uh, John added to the show notes was, and I didn't know this was going to be a huge thing. Um, but I posted a picture of something that I saw at the global press conference Um, And I said, oh, this is interesting and kind of a little bit of the confirmation. Um, It was a card. What are they called, Lacey? Like placard? Yeah, it's like a plaque. Plaque. Okay. I thought there was maybe like an official name. Um, But yeah, they just just have a a plaque next to the costume for Leia Organa. Uh, It said the costume designer and had a little like, you know, a little snippet. And one of the lines was Leia is also training Ray in the ways of the force for the galaxy still has need of a Jedi. Um, So I took that picture, put it up and sure enough, it got like a ton of retweets and people were really like fired up about it. So I'm going to actually, I'm going to go back to you, Lacey. Um, Mm. what, What does this do for you? Well, it was shocking to me that they would admit that Leia was training Rey. I mean, we all assumed it, but the fact that Lucasfilm like, was like, yes, this is what's happening. Because we can't help but constantly question what footage they have of Leia and how they're going to use it. So if she's mm-hmm. interacting with, with Rey a lot, then is that the only part of the movie she's in? Because we haven't really seen her at any other points, only in that jungle setting, training Rey. So, I mean, it's just exciting to see Leia talk about the Force or be involved with the Force at all. We saw a little bit, obviously, in The Last Jedi where she uses it to get back into the ship. But, I mean, how else is she going to use the Force? Are we going to see her light up a lightsaber? Like, there are so many opportunities here to really get Leia to have her moment to shine, so to speak. That's why it's exciting to me. Also, that Michael Kaplan made the costumes because, again, one of my choices, the best. Mm. Um, Yeah, I I thought it was... uh interesting like kind of what you're saying there's only like a little bit at the beginning that's just like yeah she's been fighting with the resistance for a long time also she's training ray it's like it almost (laughs) seemed like that second half was like this is her purpose in the movie and i remember um we had that whole like uh todd fisher thing where he said you know forget luke leia was supposed to be the last jedi so john um i don't know if that means anything to you uh as far as the reference here and her training in the training Ray in the ways of the force. What, what were your thoughts when you saw this? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, a little under the weather. Um, surprising for sure. Um, but a welcome one, but a welcome one. <laughs> Chief Palpatine, uh, 28 BBY. Um, <laughs> No, I, I, I do find it interesting that they're going to try to manipulate that, kind of like Lacey said, um, how magical is it going to be? How much is she going to be, quote unquote, training her? Is it going to be like uh, alluding to we, the two of us have been training for a while together and this is just kind of like the end of your training. You're finally, you've done it. Um, but it, there there's already a lot of hubbub about people saying, well, how does Leia know the Force? It's like, well, first of all, she's Luke's twin sister, so shut up. All right. She chose not to explore it. And it turns out, she took 
what happened in The Last Jedi, realizing that they needed something. Luke had passed on, and she decided, now it's time for me to explore my powers. And a year has passed. Who knows how quickly someone could uh, obtain the Force. Luke, it didn't take him long at all. I imagine it wouldn't take Leia very long. Um, the Force awakened for the first time in Star Wars, in my opinion, with Leia in The Empire Strikes Back when she's in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and Luke reaches out to her and all of a sudden she just says, Luke. And that's literally an awakening of the Force right there. So she's had the Force with her for a very long time. So we can wash all that stuff away. What I'm interested in is finding out did Luke, Force Ghost Luke and Yoda train Leia during this year? Like, did, did someone had to have helped her harness her powers. She wasn't reading the Jedi text unless she picked up Ray's books while she was bored one night. So, Do you think Luke trained her earlier, though? Like, could there have been a moment in that 30-year, <clears throat> 20-something-year period that, like, so, maybe he trained her a little bit? Yes. So, actually, I think in Bloodline, she mentions how uh, Luke is telling her to meditate and how to focus yeah. and other yeah. things like that. Um, and I think that that element of the story kind of gets taken away because as she focuses, she starts to focus on um, – or no, I'm sorry. Was that last shot? Because she starts to focus on, like, Ben in the womb. Um, well, no, yeah, that the, was definitely bloodline. She wasn't, it wasn't her pregnant in last shot. She had been in last shot. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I forget what it because was. When but she focuses, I remember, she feels him and then feels the darkness. That's, uh, I'm pretty sure bloodline. Pretty, yeah. pretty mm -hmm. sure. Well, but I, I, I know she did definitely have some sort of connection with Ben when he was in the womb. I, I that's what I'm what saying. The like, there's a was. period of time where she could have done stuff. Going back to what you said, John, like people being like, "Oh, when did she train?" I don't think we need to to know that. I think it's just mm -hmm. one of those things that, like, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I just I'm agreeing a, with you. Yeah, from a fan perspective, I think it would be very cool to see, you know, Force Ghosts, Obi Wan, Luke, and and Yoda helping Leia like get to where she needs to be to be able to train someone else. It's one thing to learn the force. It's nothing to be able to teach it. And no one knows that better than Obi-Wan and Luke right. who both failed their students. So this is really important for <laughs> Leia to be, I mean, their students Leia. failed them. Yeah. Either way. But yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, not to get long winded on it, but it's, it was very surprising to me to, to have seen this. And um, I do like it though. Uh, I think it's very cool. I'm just curious how they're going to pull it off. I think, it is going to be a situation where it's the end of their training. And it, during the year gap there, she had spent a lot of time with Ray from their first right. conversation on the Falcon after the battle of crate that we saw in resistance reborn leading up to this point um, over several cups of tea and, and training lessons. Um, so this might be the final, like here's the lightsaber. We saw Leia holding it. She hands it to Ray and says, you know, this is your You're fight ready. or yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I still think Leia's, passing and becoming one with the force and all that stuff. But we'll get into that later. Like Yoda style. I guess you can <laughs> say like Luke style too, but yeah. Under that, under a blanket or robe of some, some kind. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, episode nine is on the way and we talked a little bit about how there's like tons and tons of, uh, press happening as well. It's not just commercials. Um, I, I'm at this press conference and every single outlet has, um, major stories coming out, but one that we thought was kind of interesting because it points to the future of star Wars is this one from variety, um, where they took note that, um, all three of the main, uh, the big three, uh, Ray, Fo, uh, <laughs> Ray, Poe and Finn, um, their actors all replied to, um, the future of their, their roles at, at, with Lucasfilm and these movies in a very specific way. And John, I'm going to let you, uh, you talk a little bit about this, but, uh, long story short, uh, they want to, they want to stick with film. Yeah. So John Boyega does not mince words. Um, and he's been having a fun time <laughs> with that sort of thing now. And I think he's going to mm -hmm. be even more vocal about things once the trilogy's over. I don't think he was that big of a fan of his arc in The Last Jedi. I feel like he's kind of sprinkled his thoughts about that lightly. Um, I feel like he was very happy with uh, his arc in The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, with that said, he did blatantly say, uh, I'm not going to let them Disney plus me. Uh, and, yeah. 
That I, I mean, that's a very John Boyega thing to say, but um, <laughs> I love it. He said, "I'll be here for the movies if Daisy and Oscar come back. I am down to tell more stories." So I think he's sure. predicating it upon he wants them back. He doesn't want it like a situation where remember when like American Pie went away. But only like Eugene Levy came back for those weird mm, spinoff mm. sequels. And you like, you almost feel like he's like the cheap one. So like Boyega doesn't want to be like, and Star Wars isn't an American Pie spinoff. We know that. But Boyega doesn't want to be the only one of the party coming back and making it like the sequel. But the other two were too good to do it. He said, we're like we're all, scrubs. Yeah, right. We're either all doing it or we're all not. So and I guess right. that. Van Wilder and then Van Wilder 2 is the rise of Taj and it was right, just exactly. yeah. right. him coming right. back right right the, yeah. <laughs> the White Castle is not going to pay for itself yeah. um, but uh, yeah so but the, the really telling part to me was um, Oscar Isaac and Daisy really pretty much saying like this was such a good ending for us I can't imagine them telling better stories for us to, to continue on um, so they were saying more of a sense of a finality with it where they can't imagine coming back. Now, with that said, I, I think they all will come back eventually, but I think they all kind of need a break from this sort of thing for a lot of reasons. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I really have on it. I do think they're coming back. I, I don't necessarily believe what they're saying. Um, but I, I, I do believe they're honest in saying that they're kind of done right now. Uh, I bet it's been draining for them. It's been a long five years and it's time to step away. Um, but if I had to pick one person and I'll hand it off to Lacey, I guess the least likely to come back, it'd be Oscar. Yeah. I, I think all these answers were a little surprising to me. Um, I think John answered it and John Boyega, not John Howie, I <laughs> uh, answered it in the most John Boyega way, which is like, don't Disney plus me. And he's joking around having a good time. Um, but you know, Daisy who, to me, she seemed kind of, she's grown a lot. Like, this has been basically her whole career. She's older now. She's been through this a couple times. She doesn't have the the bright eyes that she had in the Force Awakens press tour. Like, she seems kind of like, okay, I've been through this. I know what I'm supposed to answer. I'm having a good time. But, like, this is a part of my career that I'm ready to move on from. But maybe mm-hmm. I'll come back someday. Um, I'm sure a paycheck wouldn't hurt. But, um the one that stuck out to me the most was actually Oscar because in this interview, he to variety, he had said, Oh, it's a closing of a chapter for me. I think I'm good after this. But then with Collider, Collider interviewed him separately and they straight up were like, Hey, would you ever want to do a Disney plus with your characters? And he answered in a split second. Nope. And he said it just like that. He was like, Nope. And Carrie Russell laughed and she was like, wow, I love you for saying that. However, you would say no to $3 million an episode. And he said, uh, I'm cashing my chips in. And it was a very, like one would think out of context, the way I'm saying it, you'd be like, oh, he's just joking around. He seemed very serious when he said it and very straightforward mm-hmm. that he was like, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Which was surprising to me because I feel that his character has been in more promo for this movie than anybody else besides Ray. I think he's in everything. They quote him, they show him flying ships, they show him being the hero, stepping up, giving the big speeches. So for him to say that, like, I have a lot of questions of where Poe's going in this movie, but uh, it it seems to me that Oscar's out. He doesn't want to do it. That's what I gathered from that interview, at least, because it's you see it, you don't read it. I, okay, there's a lot to unpack with this whole thing. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. My my gut thing is is, um, okay. So these three, I think they've had the conversation amongst themselves, and they're like, "Would you do it? Would you do it? Would you do it?" And they're all kind of like on the same page, like, "Oh, especially if you know we we like we would maybe come back if we're all doing it." I think that uh, that thread is true. Um, the other thing. Poe didn't say that though. I know he Oscar didn't say Isaac that. Oscar Isaac said he wouldn't come back. But I think like if if he got a phone call from Daisy and and you know what I mean, like I, I don't know. I think he could be waited. But the the thing about it is, is I have a feeling they're so heavily involved in what's going on with this particular movie 
they may be kind of overlooked what Disney Plus even is. And Disney Plus to them might be just like that low grade television thing that they're like, no, nah, I'm not. We're not messing with that. And I think as fans, as people who have been paying attention to Disney Plus, I think we're looking at Disney Plus as like a new movie level storytelling device. And they don't see that yet. That's fair, because if you notice, even at the press conference, several of the actors said they haven't seen The Mandalorian yet. Why do people keep asking about Baby Yoda? This is not the same thing. It's it's annoying me. I know it's annoying me, though. It's like you could ask them anything and you're asking them about something that has nothing to do with them. I think you have to only because it has transcended Star Wars at this point. Sure. Like athletes are talking about Baby Yoda. So you're going to ask a Star Wars Mm -hmm. actor about Baby Yoda. But yeah, like like some of them, like even if they didn't admit to not watching The Mandalorian, some of the answers they gave show that they hadn't because they're like, what will his first word be? And some of them were like, well, he'll probably like make baby noises. And it's like, well, he's already done that. So yeah, yeah. um, I I, I do agree with what you're saying, James. I think it would be kind of a um, excuse me. Sorry. Like all, all or nothing, like I said before. Um, now, Oscar Isaac, I mean, this is all assuming all three characters live. And if they don't, then it's hard to bring them back. That's what Especially I was saying. If yeah. they're not Jedi, then it's hard to yeah bring them back. Um, but Oscar Isaac, too, and James, you've talked about this before. He came into this trilogy with the, so- the, the most solid veteran presence as an actor. Mm-hmm. His career was good before this. His career will still be good after this. Obviously, the same can be said about Adam Driver, who we haven't talked about here. I think he's done, too. Um, The other two, I've said this on the podcast, they have not proven themselves beyond Star Wars yet. Um, You know, Daisy really did Midnight on the Orient Express. Uh, Ophelia, both did not do well, even though Ophelia was praised critically. John Boyega did uh, Pacific Rim 2. That tanked. Uh, I'm not sure what else he's done. I can't even think off the top of my head. So. Right, and I don't know how well that did, um, but and they're both very talented, and I hope they <laughs> the succeed. Circle. I'm, yeah, yeah, I mean, oh you yeah, can, the circle with Tom Hanks. Forgot about that one. I forgot about that too. But I think that's kind of my point. Like we haven't seen those two stretch their wings beyond the galaxy far, far away. They may need to get pulled back in, and if Disney comes in and says sixty million three movies, you in? <laughs> In a few years, I think they would say yes. Um, Mm -hmm. I honestly think it's been very taxing for them, uh, especially with how a lot of fans are. Um, Very passionate fans. Star Wars fans can be, we can be crazy. It's a lot to deal with. Um, People getting pushed off social media, that sort of thing. I think they need a break. Uh, But I can see, you know, the the grass grows again. And I think in in four years, it'll it'll look uh, welcoming. Uh, And maybe they'll come back say five, six, seven years down the road and start when a new threat arises. Um, so if I had to guess, I would say Boyega, yes. Daisy, yes. Oscar, I don't know. And Driver, it's been fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we got one other thing, uh, coming out of all this press is that, uh, just the same way that Oscar Isaac was like, nope. JJ kind of, uh, squashed a couple fan theories. Um, one of which was this red threat of fate. Um, we can talk a little bit more about what specifically that is, but he kind of alluded to the fact that uh, it was just never really part of the process. And uh, the other one would be the relationship between Finn and Poe. Um, it was very clear to some of the actors that maybe they would have wanted to go that direction. But JJ just said, um, I think that uh, the relationship is more than just um uh, what would he refer to? More than a loving relationship. It's deeper than that. I don't know what the term he used. I can't remember. Um, but uh, but yeah, John, what, what did you think about the two um, two stories here? Uh, Lacey, which one do you want to tackle? Since I... I f- so, terrible timing. Last <laughs> week, I answered... Oh, mm-hmm. oh right. A right. Finn Poe storm pilot <laughs> question saying if I thought it would happen. I'm so sorry, Scott, by the way. Um, and I said that I thought that it could happen, which I still stand by that I, at the time thought it could happen. And I, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed because I always stress this, that it's not my story to tell. So I can't decide whether or not characters get together or anything like that. However, the interview with Oscar Isaac, where he talks about it, how he would have liked to see that 
relationship develop and it would have been interesting and it would have been something new and fresh and uh, something important to certain fans. I get that. And I felt bad watching the interview. It felt like, you know, someone, I forget who it is. Someone said that it was like when your dad says he can't get you a gift because he can't afford it or something like that. Like the disappointment of not being able to do something. Um, I felt that for him and I feel terrible. So it sucks that he debunked it, but at the same time, I understand that he might be setting expectations because again, and I hate to go back to it with the last Jedi people went into the last Jedi thinking Luke was going to be flipping over stuff and throwing ships and punching Knights of Ren in the face. And they went in expecting that and they didn't get it. And then they got really angry. So I think there are certain things that because this is so important to so many people and it is an important story for them to tell, uh, JJ's setting the stage of, hey, we didn't touch on it this time, maybe in another story, with the understanding that fans won't go in expecting it and then leave angry. Right. I think that's, hopefully I explained that properly. So and I'm disappointed too, in a sense, but I understand why he did it. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, fans who would have been caught off guard by it, who like had wouldn't had never have seen it that way would have been like wait mm-hmm. we went through two right. movies an hour at the end and now they're in a relationship i agree what? i think if you were going to do it like let's do it from the get-go why are you yeah why are you waiting till the last movie to do it like let's I think let's go all in on this we we it, talked I'm about, about that jump in too but yeah. he also did really heavily hint that they're an lgbtq representation yes. on screen as well yeah. yes so he said while he thought it was important that everybody be represented in the movie he just kind of didn't tag these characters as the ones sure. to represent that. Um, probably, but then the, in the books, that's not how they were written initially, or something. Mm. I'm not sure. Right, but then in Resistance Reborn, there's a bunch of moments between Finn and Poe that are very somewhat romantic that people are pulling from. That they're like, oh, going into the movie, we much we're going to expect blank. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. there was a little bit of a letdown from. Got to be careful with the novelizations. Sure, we know that. Um, yeah. Um, but I could see, you know, because Poe knows Zori Bliss, they have a history. I could see someone saying like, "So do you two? And Zori being like, "No, nah, not my, not my type," and sort of like a little sure. wink. Um, sure. I mean, who knows what they do? Maybe they do a full on uh, uh, showcasing. Who knows? But sure. um, yeah, I, I agree. It's it's good uh, of JJ getting in front of it. I, I tweeted that out. I think it's very important because he probably learned the lessons of what happened to Ryan Johnson. Like you say, Lacey, people thought Luke Skywalker was going to come with Excalibur and wreck house. And it like didn't literally happen. just like roundhouse kick everyone to the face. Yeah, like, <laughs> like exactly. Like Chuck Norris. Now, if, yeah. if Ryan Johnson came out and said that you guys are going to get a different Luke Skywalker in this movie, not the guy you saw in Return of the Jedi. And he like set that tone. People would have been like, okay, you know, and, but he yeah. didn't have to. That I'm not saying he had to do that, but. Um, the other theory, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a popular fan theory that was going around on social media. I bet a lot of regular, not regular, a lot of uh, casual Star Wars fans have no idea that this exists. But uh, Abrams was very candid to uh, shoot down this theory, which is about an East Asian lore, an ancient East Asian lore known as the Red Thread uh, of Fate uh, that James mentioned earlier, which foreshadows a romantic destiny and fate between two characters. Now, um, Ryan Johnson, you know, uh, a couple years ago, t- uh, tweeted a, a thread, a spool of thread and with no context <laughs> and people ran with it saying he was alluding to, um, mm-hmm. the romance and the fate between Ray and Kylo Ren. I feel like Ryan Johnson stoked the flames a little bit. I'm not going to lie now. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, or maybe he was putting back together an old sweater and he was like, check out this thread I got. <laughs> and then people just took <laughs> off with it because that's what people do on the internet. But anyway, mm-hmm. JJ, the the myth says via Wikipedia, which I looked up. According to this myth, the the gods tie an invisible red cord around the finger of those that are destined to meet one another in a certain situation as they are their true love. Now, fans kept running with this because Ray has like a Rambo uh, ribbon on her wrist with the lightsaber. And they're like... Red thread of fate. That's it. It's con- It's confirmed. And, and JJ's probably like, whoa, like I better just address this now. So he said, um, no, that is not something that we incorporated. 
He put it very like, <laughs> like just very straightforward, like very business sense. Mm-hmm. Like we did not incorporate this. In, uh, no, we did not incorporate that in uh, this incredible movie. Um, but yeah, and it doesn't mean that there's not going to be a romance between those characters. He's just saying that theory and that foreshadowing uh, thread thing was not something that was ever a part of the story's progression. Right. Yeah. It it feels it feels to me like um like for anybody that's hoping for that relationship to happen, I'm still I'm still saying I think that there's that possibility. It's just like somebody coming up and being like, "Hey, you guys have been doing the Lady and the Tramp thing, right? You know, you know, hey, this character and then this character yeah. and then they have the spaghetti and then that makes them fall in love." <laughs> and JJ's just like, "No." Like that was never part of the process. I don't, yeah. I've never even heard of that. I mean, maybe he has heard of that. There was no pasta on set whatsoever. It, it was that particular uh, angle of it was, was not part of the process, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the end result wouldn't have been the same. It's just not how they went about it, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, is that it? <laughs> we done talking about both so. of those? I mean, yeah. so that's that's basically it, guys. I mean, he kind of shut down the uh, the fans on on those particular things, like John said, just to set them up uh, so we know exactly what we're getting when we go into this movie. Um, but uh, Wait, as one, much one, as one other thing, Sorry. one other thing. Hey, like, have you ever seen the movie Bruno? No, but yeah, Lacey. Is that with what's his name? Sasha Baron, Sasha Cohen. Baron Cohen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like. At the end of the movie, and I'm going to spoil it because it's like an old movie. He plays like this like wrestling character and he's, he's holding a wrestling event and it's in a very, very deep red conservative like Alabama or somewhere town in the south. And it's a wrestling fighting thing. And then at the end of the match, him and his opponents start making out and like like humping each other and stuff like that. And the whole crowd loses their mind because when they went into the match, they were looking for wrestling and they got something completely different. That's exactly (laughs) what would happen if people go into these movies expecting something. They're walking out of the theater just completely shell-shocked. Like if they said like Ray and Kylo Ren are siblings or something like that. Like JJ is probably like doing everything he can right now to set people up not to go into the theater with a a certainty in their mind of the story, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think that's a very, very extreme thing you just said. And this is very different than that because there are <laughs> hints to these things, which is why people are coming up with these theories. <laughs> so, okay. the, so the example you gave was like super, super extreme. Okay. <laughs> I can just people p- p- picture people like freaking out because what they thought was going to happen didn't happen is what I'm trying to say. Yes, yes, I agree with that. But I was yeah. saying, like, the romantic notes, there are romantic hints there. So if they were to make out, people would probably be like, okay, all right. Yeah, I didn't mean yeah. it, like, literally. I meant going in with one thought and being completely blindsided by something different that, to happen, okay. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like The Last Jedi. Got it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused by that. That is the resistance report. Uh, we're done with it. And uh, I'm going to send it over to Lacey so we can do a little bit of a rundown. Uh, Lacey, are you a scoundrel? Yes. Are you ready to punch it on three? Yes. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Punch, punch it. it. Oh, you guys were looking. John, that was can I get a little more oomph with that? Punch. Sure. Show us a little <laughs> bit of that. Oh. Alright. So as you guys heard. Alright. Oomph. O-O-M-P-H-F. Oh. Oh, with an F on the end? Oomph. I thought that's what the PH was All right. for. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys heard at the start of the show, today is the last day to enter the Prize of Skywalker challenge. So head to the link in the description of this video or head to our Twitter account at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N um, to enter. And you can win some awesome, awesome prizes. So don't delay. Enter to right now. I was going to say today, but then <laughs> don't it Don't delay. <laughs> enter today. Oh.
my god. And then I realized it rhymed, and I was like, right now. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway. Okay. If you haven't yet, make sure to catch up on the Mando Fan Show. This Friday, we'll be joined by Nick Gonbarian from the band Bayside. I hope I got your name right, Nick. I am so sorry if I didn't. (laughs) Um, who is a huge Star Wars fan to talk about Chapter 6, and we're getting close to the end of Season 1. Um, it's going to be the boys' show. Lacey's mm. sitting out this one. What? <laughs> what are you doing that's sorry. so important? I'll be the maid of honor at a wedding, and I have to give a speech. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, but don't forget to collect all the Mando code numbers so you can enter to win the Boba Fett Black Series ecle- uh, electronic helmet. We've given out, given out three numbers so far, so make sure to get them all, because there's three more to go. And our commentary for The Force Awakens is available now on our Patreon page in both video and audio formats. Woo! And speaking of commentaries, our Patreon page has hit its next goal, which means we are recording our next commentary, Woo! Attack of the Clones, which is James' go-to on a rainy day. Oh, I yeah. I learned that recently. <laughs> so stay tuned for that, and thank you for all your... I'm right. I don't know. I'm reading this. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you want uh, to support us, you can head over to Patreon.com/slash Resistance Broadcast. Um, yeah. Oh, side note. Before I say anything, we go to the next thing. John, did you notice how John Boyega called the Rise of Skywalker an indie project on Hot Ones? Did he? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. said a little indie project, a little indie movie, uh, uh, small budget, only a couple theaters. So if you guys can come out and support, we see you, John. Nice. Very good. Uh, but yeah, so now we're going to go to John with mm-hmm. Ask the Resistance. So Chewie, who supports Make Solo 2 Happen, get us out of here. All right. Guys, Ask the Resistance. You sent us questions, and we're going to answer them. I've been wondering. You could say what I used to say if you want. Okay. Don't delay. Enter <laughs> today. No, the other oh. thing. I used to oh, say don't that. delay. I said that once. Ask us today. Yes. Okay. Now, that's your shtick. When you take the segment back one day, you can go back to saying that. Okay. Okay. All right. right. Now, this first question is about the movie Bruno. Lacey, are you ready to not? (laughs) Please don't bring that back up again. I'm just kidding. (laughs) The first question is going to Lacey. It's from Damon Taylor at Ruby Conte 86. Please don't be a Finpo question. I'm so sorry. Damon asked, do you think the sequels would have been more or less popular with fans if they did not include the original trilogy characters and were set generations after the original trilogy? This is a tough question. Um, I'm going to say no, because the Skywalker saga is about the Skywalker family. So if you were going to have it generations and thousands of years later, you would have to have the son of the son of the son of the daughter of the son of the son to be involved. So I think you need that original tie-in. I know when I went to see The Force Awakens, the thing I was the most excited to see were the original three, were Han Solo and Leia and Luke. I'm still excited to see them on screen. Um, It's what I grew up with. I think that if they weren't in it, you'd have more people angry than if they were in it. And I think by having Ben Solo be related to Han and Leia and Luke, it carries on the story in a way that makes the entire series cohesive and the whole story makes sense and have a bigger meaning than just one person. Um, And I don't think you could do that if you just totally nixed them out because I know if they had a star Wars movie without Luke Skywalker, I'd be like, wait, what, where's Luke Skywalker, which Mm. obviously the force awakens, he's on an Island, but I mean like no mention whatsoever. You'd be like, what, where are all the people that I like? And it would make no sense to me. So no, I don't think you could. Nice. All right. And I wouldn't want it. So what I say goes. There you go. Well, that's why they're starting new sagas and new stories. And I um, run Lucasfilm. Do you? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Pay me. Can you give us some money? Um, all right. I wish. 
The next one comes from Mike Dameron, one of our patrons. Hi, Mike. Mike asked, and this is for you, James. Do you think Disney will have less issues with angry fans if they focus on streaming series? It gives much more time for character development, answering questions, and less time between episodes for irresponsible speculation to to become an issue. Um, that's a tough one. I yeah, I I hear that. Um, I I was thinking about this one earlier, and I was kind of leaning towards um, thinking that's correct. But as it sat with me longer, I I don't think it would be that big of a difference. I think where this question is coming from is the fan reception to The Mandalorian. Um, but if we find out that that Cassian Andor show is like terrible, it it won't matter. You know, um, I think that fans are going to be angry about a property that they feel wasn't handled correctly or, or ended up being poor. Um, so I think because Mandalorian is doing well right now, um, that's leading this question to uh, an idea where like, well, the last couple films have been divisive and this um, the, the first show has been great. Um, but I think, uh, you know, if the tables were turned and everybody loved Last Jedi and everybody loved Solo and Mandalorian came out and it was a pile of garbage, <laughs> like, I don't think this would be part of the question. So I think it's it's going to de- be determined by the creators uh, and how well they handle the properties and if they can manage to keep up the, um, I don't know, the, the, the goodness of <laughs> what they're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. It all depends on them. Right on. Yeah, that's a good answer. Um, I felt like that was that was a real tough one, but he, he makes a good point, though. You know. Yes. Um, no. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Mike. All right. Next one, uh, Mark at Dekine Awakens. Uh, I will take this one and not say it the way Lacey says it. Dekine Awakens. <laughs> um, so Mark had sent this in as a Will of the Force question. And I said, I'm stealing it for Ask the Resistance. <laughs> so that's what I did. So he starts off his question with a capital all W all W I L L all caps. Thinking it was gonna be Will the Force. <laughs> but here we go. He said, Will healing be a new canon force ability? It was almost in the Mandalorian. You could argue it's now canon. Or maybe it will clearly show up later in the season. Uh ooh, that is tough. It did look like uh, spoiler alert! Oops. Um, little tiny man Yoda was reaching to heal uh, Mando's arm. Who knows? He could have been trying to do something else. We don't know. He could have been trying to grab like a piece of his armor, but, like he was flipping the switches in the cockpit. Um, so it could have been a careful tease by Favreau there and Filoni. But I think it's possible it could be. It scares me a little bit. Uh, I do worry about force abilities being so strong that it takes away the drama and stress about what's going to happen to our favorite characters and also the aspect of consequence um you know anakin skywalker slowly becoming darth vader via his injuries uh started off by attack of the clones he's literally getting married and padme holds out her hand to grab his hand and it's his metal hand uh that's like his first step to becoming darth vader if he was able to heal Maybe they get him, you know, a, a regenerated arm or something, and then he stays Anakin forever. Can you reheal from being burnt on Mustafar? Maybe there's no uh, need for the Vader suit at all. So I find it to be a dangerous turf to explore. We're entering sci-fi X-Men type of turf here. Um, so while I think it may very well be happening, I think it could. I think we may even see it. Maybe it's that new force power JJ's talking about. Uh, recently, when he's talking about the rise of Skywalker, maybe there's healing powers there. Um, I, it just makes me a little nervous. It does. I think it's very important for our characters to always be at risk. There's always to be sacrifice for choices you make, and uh, I think that's a big part of the storytelling for Star Wars: lessons learned and that sort of thing. So, tough sledding, but I think you're right. I think it very well could be something that they do end soon if they haven't already, like you said. So, thank you, Mark. Last question for all of us quickly. <laughs> one of our most supportive fans on Twitter always puts a smile on my face. Original someone trilogy. Out someone out there is like, is it me? Is it me? It's you, OT Nix, at This Is Nix. 
always sending us wonderful messages. We appreciate all of your support. So thank you for all of that. Uh, you're going on a dinner date at a fancy restaurant and the table is booked. Ooh. Sorry, I don't go out that often. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. I just got told this. <laughs> fancy restaurant. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You're going on a dinner date at a fancy restaurant and the table's booked for you and three guests. Which three Star Wars characters are dining with you and any reason as to why? Lacey. <laughs> uh, can you come back to me? Oh, my gosh. Every time we do this. <laughs> Sorry. All right. It's Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren. All right. Next. No, it's not. James. It's Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, and now um, uh, I'm going to go easy on this. I'm just going to say Finn, Poe, and Ray. Um, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I think you... Uh, uh, my my just gut reaction is I, I didn't want to sit, sit there and try to overthink this question. I wanted to look at, you know, the three possibilities or the three um, big three, if you will. And I just mm-hmm. think they would be the most fun at a at a dinner. Okay. Lacey? <laughs> I'm going to go a little away from that and pick the most dramatic dinner. Ray... Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo and Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, and just be like, "How's it going?" Now, in classic like TV show form, who's the person who gets up and storms out because after the argument? You know how that always happens. They throw their napkin down and they like storm out. Well, obviously, Kylo Ren would definitely get annoyed, <laughs> but I feel like he's one of those people that would like get annoyed and then like but like undercut people the whole time and then ray would be the one to get up and leave Mm. Hmm. yeah i could see that and luke would just sit there like (laughs) luke would send his meat back because it's not cooked right or something (laughs) (laughs) i just feel like that would be such an interesting dinner i'd be like oh let's see where this goes yeah that's pretty good all right i'm putting my list together as we speak here oh you always do this Chewy. Did you say ham? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said ham at first. No. I was like, what? No. Lando. And Lando. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, young or old? Uh, Medium. <laughs> We're back to ham. Yeah. <laughs> We're back to steak. <laughs> Lando Calrissian. Yoda. Oh. And Chief Palpatine. Yo, you're getting drunk at that table. <laughs> Palpatine drinks? No, Lando and Yoda? <clears throat> yeah. You know they're drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. I know Lando. Yoda? Lando, yeah. I don't know about Yoda. You don't think you Yoda think- would go wild, wild and crazy with Lando? I think Yoda would like bring his own food. Like he'd bring his own stew in his little Tupperware. Oh <laughs> he'd be like, good food. Yum. <laughs> And Sheev would just be disgusted. Yeah. Well, I think Sheev I would bring in because they would not screw with us because they'd be like, ooh. Would you hold his hand under the table? Because I feel like he'd do that with Sheev. What? What are you doing right now? (laughs) He loves Sheev. Jeez. Well, anyway, that would be my (laughs) list. All right, guys. That is it. Um, James is the one who sat in his throne at the press conference, so he's closer to Sheev than I am now. And wore a cloak. Our butts touched. (laughs) Our butts touched. What is happening on this episode today? Sheevy butts. Through senses. Sheevy butts. Yeah. All right. Guys, that's the end of the show. I want to thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, Make sure you are subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe. Two episodes every week, plus the Mando Fan Show, still rocking and rolling every Friday night on all these formats. So uh, we appreciate you listening and supporting and make sure you spread the word. Always tell people about TRB because that's the way we grow. And it's been a hell of a year so far. So thank you so much uh, for all of your support. Um, If you do want to support us and you're not sick of us uh, two or three times a week, you can see more of us through eight mini episodes, Q and A's, commentaries, exclusive videos, all that kind of stuff on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, tiers start at $2 a month. So sign up, join the resistance. We appreciate all of your support. 
especially our generals, Carmelo, Brian Shalito, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, J.G. Kars, Seth Kime, Micah Harrison, and Val Trichkoff. Whew! Generals, we salute you. Thank you so much for also helping us get across our uh, new goal that Lacey talked about. So Attack of the Clones commentary coming at you guys soon. Um, and as always, guys, we have to uh, thank Star Wars Newsnet, our website. Make sure you go in there every day for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, you guys um, tune in tomorrow to the Mando Fan Show. Um, not tomorrow. What am I saying? Friday to the Mando Fan Show for our next chapter episode. And that's about it. You guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at Star Wars Newsnet. James? I uh, can find me Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. That a boy. Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right, guys, that is it. We will see you on Thursday, where we'll be one week away from the rise of Skywalker, and we're going to give our final predictions of what we think will happen in the movie. So enjoy your weeks, and we'll see you Thursday morning right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. One week from pies. Oof. Ah. Scary. <laughs> <laughs>